Hi. How are you? Not too bad in yourself. With all due respect, let's get the small talk. Welcome to Let's Give the Small Talk, a podcast show where we talk about it all, one topic at a time. I'm your host, Tyconis Allison. With that being said, ready, set, stimulate. Let's Give the Small Talk. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to episode 70 of Let's Give the Small Talk. Today... Today is going to be a very shocking episode. I am warning you now that the information relayed in today's episode very well may have you thinking twice the next time you bake a piece of salmon or fry a piece of haddock or crack open a can of tuna. Today we'll be discussing some of the dangers Fish and sea creatures are enduring from the abhorrent amount of plastic sweeping the sea to sharks having their fins cut off for a bowl of soup. Just to name a few, I have many, many more that we'll be diving deep into. But before we put on our swimming gear and jump into the big blue, first, let's talk about the podcast. If you enjoy Let's Skip the Small Talk and you would like to help the podcast reach its fullest potential, then by all means, please do so. All you have to do is simply text this episode link to one person in your phone. Just one. It truly goes a long way. As we all know, nothing is more powerful than a recommendation from someone you know. It helps out a lot. So please do so and thank you in advance. All right, let's kick the show off with a little motivation. Three, two, one, score! Goal season is here. I repeat, goal season is here. I have a special message that I want to share with everyone that is striving and grinding and trying to elevate. I want you to know that progress feels more like a roller coaster than a rocket ship. I'm going to say it one more time. One more time for the people in the back. I want you to know that progress feels more like a roller coaster than a rocket ship. I'm sure you're wondering, What in the world do you mean by that tie? Well, it's simple. Many times we believe that progress is a beeline for the stars. Just up and out, straight up, and you get there. But that's not the case necessarily for everyone. So I'm here to help you look at it a little differently. First off, if you desire to be among the stars, that is perfectly fine. There is nothing wrong with wanting to be the best of the best at whatever you are doing. So don't let anyone tell you otherwise. That's the first key. Now, here's the thing. 
while you are pursuing ascension, I want you to know that like the roller coaster, progress can start off slow. Everyone knows how the roller coaster starts off. Tick, 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 tick. Right? Then it turns into a gradual climb as it rises and you start to hear it uptick. Right? It gets a little louder. Right? This is the part we all love. Right? I want you to stick with me. We love when a roller coaster is going up. We love when our hard work and our effort is going in a positive direction. Right? Because it shows proof that those long days, those long nights are finally paying off. Now, I got a question for you. What happens once you reach the top on a roller coaster? Let me hear somebody say it. That's right. It goes down. After down, what tends to happen next? Who knows? That's right. It may go around a curve or two before it starts to elevate again. That right there is the cycle of progression. That's progression, guys. If you view progress like a rocket ship, right? T minus five, T minus four, T minus three, T minus two, T minus one, blast off. If you view progress like that and you just expect to soar uninterrupted to your spot among the stars, that's not always going to be the case. For some people, yes, of course, there's always exceptions to the rule. Everybody's different. Nobody's the same. Everybody's journey is catered to who? To them. But if you aren't on a rocket ship and you are on a roller coaster, I advise you to buckle up and hang on for the ride. And damn it, enjoy it. Because one thing you learn in life is not the destination you appreciate. It's the journey. That sticks with you forever. Because once you cross one finish line, you tie your shoes up and you're ready to run another race. So it's never the finish line. It's the race. Up, down, all around, and up again. Enjoy your roller coaster ride. Don't get discouraged by plateauing. Or not meeting a certain milestone by a certain date. Sometimes the milestones you're looking to reach will happen 12 days later than your initial projection. That happened to me before. I wanted certain results by a certain date and it didn't happen. But 12 days later, it happened. Sometimes you're not going to be pinpoint. Sometimes you're going to be in a ballpark area. But don't worry. Don't get discouraged. Don't. It may not be that same day. But if it's a week or two later, that's pretty damn good, too. Give yourself some credit. But you got to hang in there. You can't give up. What if you quit 12 days too early? What if you gave up 12 days too early? What if you was 12 days away from accomplishing everything you wanted to achieve? But you didn't hang in there. You got off the ride. While the roller coaster was still going. Take a seat, buckle up, and ride it out. With that being said, let's go for a dip.
This episode is titled Deep Blue Sea. I would like to begin with this little known big fact. The ocean is home to 80% of all life on earth. Won't you let that sit in? The ocean is home to 80% of all life on earth. So, it's safe to say that the ocean and the life in it plays a big part in our ecosystem. From food supply to being a carbon sink. The ocean play a big role in this thing called life on earth. So much so, maybe we tend to take it for granted or don't pay attention to some of the hardships that the ocean and many of its sea creatures are facing. So we're going to talk about it today. Let's talk about plastic. For decades now, society has been talking to us about how bad plastic is for our body. They say it's better to drink out of a glass of water opposed to drinking a bottle of water. I watched a documentary before called Ethos, and it discussed the health risk people have when they live near a water bottling plant. The many toxins in the air from the plastic have been correlated with the amount of cancer in the concentrated area. Mm. On top of that, we've been hearing go green, go green in regards to paper and plastic. Plastic straws turned into hay straw. Plastic bags at the grocery store turned into recycled paper bags or you can buy reusable bags. To even the big blue recycle bins at home, at our jobs, on the street. On a side note, I, I have a quick question for you. Hear me out. So we store our empty bottles in a bin, right? Water bottles, orange juice bottles, whatever it is. We store our empty bottles in a recycle bin. And the waste company gathers it and they deliver it to a recycled area. And then they use these items to make new items. But we don't get a cut of the profit. Why is that? Why don't we get a cut of the profit? I know for certain that we are making somebody very rich in the name of saving the planet. I know we are. When you gather your cans, big old bag of cans. I've seen people with big old carriages full of cans and they take it to the depository and they weigh their cans and they walk away with money because that aluminum is getting reused or that glass is getting reused and turned into something else. On a Snapple's bottle, it says five cent in California, Maine, Hawaii. I believe so. We separate our trash. We we put away our plastics and someone else is getting every bit of it except us. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? That's my little two cents on that. Let's get back to plastic in the ocean. So one of the major problems in the ocean is the amount of plastic being dumped to the point 
there have been countless beachings of whales and dolphins where heaps of plastic was found inside their stomachs. Now, I'm not saying plastic was the cause of the beaching, but when they opened the stomach of the whales or the dolphins, they found a lot of plastic inside. For those of you who are wondering what a beaching is, a beaching is when the whale or a dolphin becomes stranded out of water and are on the shore of the beach. And I'm also sure you guys seen the photo of the turtle with the plastic straw stuck in his nose and many other sad images in reference to plastic and the fish and sea creatures of the sea. It's just not a good mixture. It is hard to look at. It is. Uh, I'll admit, while I was doing research for this episode, it took a toll on me because I was ignorant to a lot of this stuff. A lot of times, if you don't see something every day or something is not in front of you, then you aren't concerned about it. Or you're unaware about it. You know, I'm not a fisherman, right? But I'm sure fishermen and people who are out at sea, they're aware of these things. But a lot of us aren't. So I wanted to bring it to our attention today. And, you know, hopefully we can go somewhere with it moving forward. I will say this, though. When my family and I went to SeaWorld a couple years ago, it was definitely on my mind. Let me tell you something. I was speaking to Alicia while we were walking around. I'm like, dear, look at the irony behind this whole place, right? So we're seeing dolphins, we're seeing killer whales, we're seeing sea turtles, we're seeing them inside these entrapments in these confined areas. But everywhere you look around, there's a sign talking about conservation and sanctuary and protecting the fish and the sea creatures, which it all sounds good, but you guys are getting paid. Because of this killer whale you have in this giant tank right here that is not big enough for a killer whale. You guys are getting paid because of these dolphins that you have doing tricks for the people who paid for the excursion. You guys are getting paid for these seals who are catching fish like baseballs. They're an attraction. It was a bit contradicting to me. It's donate here and do this and but yet you got all these sea creatures trapped. I don't know. That that it, it didn't sit right with me. And the same thing, you know, when we went to San Diego Zoo and when we went to the Safari Park. Listen, I understand there are some endangered animals and sea creatures and fish, but everything enclosed in those areas are not endangered. So you can't tell me that's the reason why you have everything there. No, it's an attraction. People are attracted to it and you make money off of it. So my question to you is how much do you truly care? Because it seems like a bit of a hypocrisy to me. But listen, I'm not the first one to jump down the Marine Park's back. I mean, they've been taking a beating, especially since the release of the documentary Blackfish. Uh, for those of you who haven't seen that, whew, please check it out. Check it out for sure. For the sake of our entertainment, so many animals 
are jeopardized. And I know, you know, hey, we feed them every day and this and that. I, I hear you. Yeah, I hear you. Not very convincing, but I hear you. Listen, let me tell you about this. A trained dolphin is worth over $100,000. Notice I didn't say dolphins. There was not an S. A trained dolphin is worth over $100,000. With that being said, let me tell you about a place called Taji, Japan. Every day they are trapping and capturing dolphins, looking for young dolphins and killing many in the mist, which is a story entirely on its own. The practice is shocking and disheartening. I got to be honest with you because, you know, dolphins are revered by so many people because of their intelligence. You know, they say that out of the mammals, they use the most of their brains. But to see the way they're herded in like cattle, which we can talk about that too one day. There's a lot to talk about. Hey, we talk about it all one topic at a time, right? But to see the dolphins herded in by whistles and banging on pipes and they're herded into this cove and then trapped. And you can only imagine what happens next. I highly recommend that you watch a documentary called The Cove. Something else that was brought to my attention, which was very interesting, is the popularity of shark fin soup in Asia. Has anybody ever had shark fin soup? I know we have listeners all over the world. Shark fin soup is a status soup. It doesn't taste amazing. It doesn't do anything extraordinary to your body. It's simply the fact that it's a fin from a shark and it costs $100 a bowl. And when you're eating it, you get cool points from everyone around you. All in the name of status. I can go on and on because I learned so much. But absorbing this knowledge led me to one question. What do we do next? Listen, because I'm I'm not in the game of just stating problems without a solution. That's not how my mind works. That's not how my body works. That's not how I think or function at all. If you come to me with a problem, we're talking about a possible solution. Period. Right. So. It would be unrealistic to expect everyone to stop eating fish and seafood, even though some research scientists predict that the ocean will be empty. By the year 2048, if we keep overfishing. And by catching at the rate we are now, I just want to say that again. There are some research scientists who predict that the ocean will be empty by the year 2048. Hmm. Wow. Listen, we're creatures of habit. And unfortunately, the cold hard truth is that. People in this world value money more than humans, 
and animals. In my opinion, of course. So honestly, the sentiment that I walked away with from all of this is the fact that with awareness comes responsibility. Like I said, I never knew most of the things discussed today. But once I found out, I felt compelled to come share the information with you. And hopefully you do the same and pass it along. I believe that's the first step. With that being said, let's jump into our next segment. Have a treat. As you know, each and every episode, I recommend something for you to read, something for you to watch, and something for you to do. Because you deserve to treat yourself. You deserve a slice of your own pie. So grab a fork. It's time for a treat. What I recommend that you watch is a documentary on Netflix called Seaspiracy. It entails some of the information I spoke about today, plus much, much more in greater detail. Once again, the visuals will tug on your heart. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you up front. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm going to be candid with you. It very well may take a toll on you. Because the treatment and the practices that are occurring, they're not right. They're not right, but we're surrounded by a capitalistic society and the greed of money. And that's all people seem to care about. And so we could definitely talk about that too one day. Greed. <laughs> so check it out. See Sparacy on Netflix. It was a great watch. You definitely enjoyed it. And uh, it will be eye-opening. It sure will. Now for something to read. What I recommend that you read is a John Grisham book. Yes, I know. It's been a while. I need to recommend one to you. And so I am recommending The Rogue Lawyer. The Rogue Lawyer is about a street lawyer who is not your typical lawyer. <laughs> His name is Sebastian Rudd. And Sebastian tends to represent people that other lawyers try to stay far away from. Let me tell you about a few of the people Sebastian had to represent throughout the novel. For example, he had to represent a mixed martial artist who killed a referee after he lost the fight. He also had to represent a homeowner who was arrested for shooting at the SWAT team that mistakenly invaded his house, killed his wife and dogs. He also had to represent a kid who was rumored to be in a satanic cult and accused of murdering two girls. So safe to say Sebastian's plate is full. The problem is when he takes on these cases, they come with enemies. Right. They come with protesters. They come with people who's looking for vengeance. So in the midst of him trying to save his client, he's also trying to save his life. So check it out. The Rogue Lawyer by John Grisham. Great, great book. You definitely enjoy it. If you're looking for thriller, suspense, tap in. All right. Now for something to do. What I recommend that you do. Let's go outside and go for a bike ride. Guys, it's springtime. I'm going to be recommending a lot of things that involve in being outside because the weather is getting better. Come on, let's get out there. Let's get some sunlight 
Enjoy a nice bike ride. It's good for your heart and make your heart smile. Okay? All right. Thank you so much for listening. I deeply appreciate it. If you enjoyed this episode, please send it to someone else on your phone. And remember, the first step to responsibility is awareness. So let's help make some people aware. And let's see what we could do from there. Because I, for certain, do not want the ocean to be empty in 27 years. Can you fathom that? Huh. Hey. All right. They say it's the actions we take today that dictate our tomorrow. I don't know. Maybe we need to do something differently. Before you leave, I want to leave you with this question. Do you think the ocean will be empty by 2048? Thank you.